other. I mean, honestly, one or, there's really not much nuance. One or two things um, happen. You either really fawn and miss each other and kill a lot of gas and mileage and all of that just to see each other. Fuck the bullshit. I'm going to see you at least twice a month, nigga. <laughs> mm. Or you're going to play, well, oh, you know, we're not really girlfriends. We're not really boyfriends. Like, you can you can keep that dissonance. You can keep that distance, or she, rather, can keep can define the relationship how she wants to without really your input. Because one, maybe you're not giving it to her. But without your input, because you are distant, it's easy to not have to claim someone as your partner. <laughs> hey, it's Red Summer. And it's Anifa Walida. And we are your gay aunties. Hey, baby. Hey, darlings. <laughs> We're coming at you another day, another time. Absolutely. And, and Happy on Mother's this day. day. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I was say, on this lovely Mother's Day, we are here with you all. For those of you all who are just joining us, I want to let you know that Your Gay Aunties is a weekly podcast that is centered around queer adulting. So if you want Auntie Hanifa and I to answer any questions that you have about life, love, or any other life experiences, Go ahead and send us a letter at yourgayaunties at gmail.com or you can DM us on Instagram or Twitter at yourgayaunties. And it's time um, for a review from one of our, our incredible listeners. We got another iTunes um, review. And this Ooh. review, I know, right? This <laughs> review is coming from California Daydreamer. Nice. And they said, I stumbled across this wonderful podcast after listening to Queer Walk. Again, our sisters in the cut. Queer Walk has our back. Now, let me say, she continues, I am new to the podcast world, but this was needed. Um, thank you, y'all. Um, I didn't have any gay aunties growing up, no queer family members around that I could get advice from. And it's important, I tell you. So thank you. And thank you, California Day uh, Dreamer, for taking the time um, and letting everyone know how much you enjoy um, your gay aunties. Well, what I was looking at was um, for the Auntie Red Tweet Tea Mm -hmm. that we do on Wednesday nights, um, we got a message from Phil the Future. And Phil asked, if people claim that a generation is coming up wrong, doesn't that fall back on the previous generation? Mm. Right? <laughs> right? And um, my reply was that, uh, first of all, you all are doing just fine. <laughs> you all are making it the best you can, okay? <laughs> um, every generation seeks to rebel against the ideals of the previous one. So it's the way that you define yourself as different. And three... Feel the future is pretty fly, and I had to let them know. So, <laughs> thank you for um, participating in Auntie Red Tweet Tea and everyone else who is on Twitter and wants to be able to ask questions live and get the answer right then. Just come on and use the hashtag Auntie Red Tweet Tea and join us for the conversations Wednesdays at 6. All right, and as you know, we always come to you live here on YouTube Sundays at 1 p.m. and then publish it as a podcast on Wednesday. Um, all right, y'all. 
It's about that time. It's a new time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're going up in that bag. Yeah. What in the world is in that bag? What you got in that bag? What in the world is in that bag? What you got in that bag? <laughs> I love it. So for me, and let me pull it up, I have a wonderful woman who is just near and dear to my heart. Um, her name is Ruth Ellis. Yes, she was born in Springfield, Illinois in 1899, right? Okay, so let's get that real now, 1899, let's assess. Yes, and so she came out to her family as lesbian at the age of 16, so that would be, what, 1915? (laughs) She came out to her family and... um, she lived an out life at that time. She met her partner of 34 years um, at the age of 35, and her partner was affectionately called Babe by everybody in the community. Um, so Ruth and Babe threw house parties in their home in Detroit, and they made safe places for Black gays and lesbians from all around the area. Uh, she even founded sort of a boys and girls club for young Black people who were not allowed to join the local athletic clubs in Detroit. So not only was her work for the queer community, but it was uh, she was definitely an activist for Black people and making sure that everybody had a safe space to be. So mm. shout out to Alice, uh, for being a pioneer of creating safe spaces for queers in her lifetime. And before her death in 2000, I think she passed in October, um, she was named the world's oldest living lesbian at the ripe old age of 101. And I absolutely, absolutely adore Mama Ruth. Her um, her life was part of the inspiration for the uh, video that we were shooting when we shot you people. Oh, well, you know, yeah. Yes, it was. It was um, because Yvonne uh, Welbin, who had did a documentary on Ruth Ellis, um, she had all of this footage that she kind of mocked up with her friends, actually folks from Chicago, like mm-hmm. they was living in the 50s, 40s, 60s, yeah. I couldn't really tell, you know, so she had all this kind of B-roll fake footage that she never used, and I actually wound up using that footage to make a different point, but a similar point in You People, and so, yeah. you know, um, the roof, but it all stemmed from wanting to tell Ruth Ellis's um, story. I mean, a hundred, first of all, let's just stop, I mean, a hundred in one years and yes she's the oldest lesbian but let's really just modify qualify that she is the oldest black living lesbian so Mm -hmm. not only was she a lesbian living in the 19 all of the motherfucking 1900s yeah all of them (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) she was a black woman she was a black lesbian she was a black person living in that time and man i would love to just sag her feet yes to get the Absolutely. first-hand experience. And my mom, Cece, played Babe in the uh, the documentary that Yvonne did. Oh, yes, girl. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yes, so I, I definitely heard a lot of stories about uh, Miss Ruth, and just I'm just so excited to be able to share her story with everyone who's yeah. listening. and even just imagine, like, just to imagine how 
they got down. Like, I think we have an idea that, they, that things were so hard in a particular way, and I'm sure it was, but, mm-hmm. you know, they were getting it in. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. She had businesses, mm-hmm. so she was able to do what she wanted to do, mm-hmm. you know, and create space in her community because she was independently funded. <laughs> exactly. She was not beholden to no one. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, I just realized I'm so dark back here. I don't have my I don't have my spotlight on. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> so cute. I see you. <laughs> but oh, yes, I Lord. want to share in my auntie bag of gems today with everyone, Ruth Ellis. So shout out. <laughs> All right. So in my auntie bag today, I had this whole thing planned out. I wanted to bring you guys back at the time when Auntie Hanifa was young and little, but shit happened. So that's going to happen another week. But, <laughs> but, but I'm excited because we have a brave poet Ooh. that submitted something to speak your truth. So I want I want um, her to be a part, um, um, be my gem in the bag uh, today. So I'm just going to okay. say uh, this person's name is Shavon. Okay, I hope I'm pronouncing it right. And this is her truth. Hello, aunties. My name is Shavon. I'm from Seattle. I can be found on Instagram at haiku dot is dot bay. The name of this poem is called Brown Skin. Brown skin, a gratuitous yes. The sweet explanation for deep heat which simmers godly. Below its surfaces, lovingly, it meets and greets and heals the beautiful mystery of my heaven. My brown skin, serenely dominating like the charm of tulips. An intentional revealing by way of the sun, my brown skin a shining for the dull, for the mundane of what we've set and coined life. Brown skin, full of light and night, full of memories of mama's womb, full of majestic promise, my brown skin full of chance, my brown skin made of many lines, perforated and expected to endure the heavy while pushed too far to fall in line with what had been carved out. My brown skin, tipping and towing a million miles wide, then multiplied by forever, infinite in its reach, no destination final, my brown skin is always. Brown skin, its song ancient and new, humming with ancestral prayer, my brown skin still sings. Like throats too tired to choke, Like subjects too real for proof, my brown skin, a rather deliberate and expressive language, dare we call it true? My brown skin, forever, a gratuitive yes. Thank you. All right. All right. For sharing that. Um, There's a line that stuck out to me. She says, my brown skin, was it uh, a shining for the mundane? Something, something life. I'm sorry, girl. I don't mean to say something, something life on your freaking poem. I was trying to write it down real quick. But um, a shining for the mundane of life, you know. Um, she, has, she has some nice uh, some nice lines in there. 
Yeah, a couple times I was like, oh, okay. Ooh, all right. All right. <laughs> Thank you so much, Siobhan, for sharing. Yeah, totally. And, you know, and I, I thought the best part of her poem was the kid in the background. Did you hear the kid in the background? <laughs> <laughs> she like, hush up, hush up. I'm speaking my truth. I'm recording my truth. Yeah. <laughs> I need y'all to be quiet back right there. <laughs> Nice, nice. But that just shows the power. I mean, I thought that was actually a good connection to Ruth Ellis, um, and and it because it seems there was a there was a there was a passing of time in 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 in, in her poem. Like I, you know, I felt like you know mm-hmm. the, the brown skin that she speaks of is ageless, is timeless, has seen a lot, has taken the weight of a lot, has um, exuded, expressed a lot over time, just through. The brown skin, you know. So I thought, you know, just that that the agelessness, the timelessness would go well with um, Ruth. Um, but again, you know, um, black women save <laughs> the world again. So thank you, Siobhan, for um, an incredible um, um, poem, and we want to encourage um, you all, um, all you poets out there who um, are looking to be heard. Um, during Corona, <laughs> yeah. we are here for you. And all you have to do is go to uh, your gay aunties on Instagram and click the link and there is Speak Your Truth and you will be able to do so and you'll have 90 seconds to do so. Speak Your Truth. So we encourage um, you to do that. So that's what's in my bag. Wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yes, yes, yes. I'm just really excited to get it because we love it when we get things um, from you all. So, um, should we go? Um, we got a little time. <laughs> oh, time. Well, speaking of getting things from you all, uh-huh. um, I did want to send a special shout out. Uh, to our Patreon contributors <laughs> because we love getting something from you all. <laughs> yes, we definitely love getting something um, from you all. And like, you know, uh, last week we had introduced um, a new uh, setup called Lights On, a new tier in our Patreon called Lights On. And it's all there so that um, other independent queer podcasts can share Um, in your dime that you give. So basically how it works is um, if you give to Lights On, um, we, every week, we pick a new podcast that is suggested by one of you guys, all right? Um, And then we spin the wheel, pick somebody, and they go into the pool of fortunate folks who at the end of the month will receive any monies, will split the monies between us and whoever else, um, any monies that you guys give to Lights On, on patreon.com slash your gay aunties. So, are we ready to pick this week's podcast? Ooh, exciting. Yes, yes. Now, we, <laughs> I know, I know, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know? All right, so, Bussy, uh, um, what we do have here is, um, damn, did I upload it? <laughs> All right, so we have a new uh, podcast, right, um, that mm. was suggested, okay? Oh. Yes, that was suggested um, to go on the wheel this week, and that podcast name is Boy Meets 
wellness. Boy spelled B-O-I. And here's a little peek oh, into hi. Boy Meets Wellness. I'd like to welcome you to Boy Meets Wellness, a podcast that discusses the complexities, celebrations, and challenges of building a wellness ritual as a B-O-I, a person who is born obviously incredible. You are now listening to Boy Meets Wellness with poet, motivational speaker, and wellness lover, B-O-I, born obviously incredible, especially when you wear it pretty. Boy Meets Wellness family, how y'all doing out there? I don't know about y'all, but I cannot wait to go back outside. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I think that is super cute. Isn't it? Boy. It is. is Obviously incredible. (laughs) Obviously. Obviously incredible. You know, um, so what we're going to do is I'm going to share my screen real quick right here for all of you people looking out there in YouTube land. And we are going to spin the wheel. Uh-huh, uh-huh, okay. <laughs> I didn't upload the spin the wheel magic. Okay, here we go. And it's spinning, it's spinning, it's spinning. And who do we have? Uh, we have Marsha's Plate. Marsha's oh, yay. Play. Yes, our favorite. We always, we always um, like to uh, 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 get little things from Marsha's Play. They have a great Instagram and a great podcast. So these are another one of our friends. So really, really cool. So now we have Queer Walk, uh, Queer Walk Pod, Marsha's Plate. That is in the kitty for the month of May. We still have um, Trauma queen and boy meets wellness that's on the wheel and if you want to add your favorite podcast to the wheel for lights on for the month of may all you got to do is go to our instagram there's a post there it's pink it's called what's your favorite independent queer podcast <laughs> and in that post in that post just um you know tag your favorite podcast or just mention it and we'll check them out and we will add them to the wheel so really excited about that guys yes 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 all right so moving on moving on we have a letter i think do we have a letter do we have a letter we do have a letter we actually have a few letters and i am so excited that the children are sending in letters but we're going to pick one and read it today all right all right so you know it's that time, guys. It's time for letters. Here's your letter. Yay. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you want me to start? Yeah, yeah, you start, start to read it. You may okay. have time for two. We'll see. Hi, aunties. I really enjoy the show, and I want to thank you for providing your essential service to us out here. In honor of your relationship May topic, I have a situation I would love your feedback on. I am 38 years old, and the person I am dating is 35. We have been dating for a year and a half, and she doesn't want to put a title on our relationship. She says that if I love her and want to be with her, that titles don't matter. For her, (laughs) she feels like a title would give her more responsibility. But we are already operating as if we're in a relationship. She's not dating anyone else, and neither am I. We are monogamous sexually, and she's even talked about us living together. We currently don't live in the same state. Even in the talk about us living together, 
she doesn't want to say we are partners. <laughs> okay. okay. She, we have exchanged I love yous, but she says she just wants to live in the moment and she doesn't want to promise me that we're going to work out or one day we will be in a relationship. However, she claims that I fulfill her and I am everything she wants. I'm very confused. She claims to have had issues before with committing, but she's also had two longer relationships before me. One was six years and the other was four. For me, I do want to be in a relationship. I feel like I would love to be able to say we are partners and we are working towards marriage. I'm at a point in my life where I am clear and have done enough self-work to know that partnership provides a sense of security for me in addition to love, and I do want that. Yes, I love her, and I would be with her anyway, but what concerns me is her resistance to the idea of us being partners, yet she wants us to be emotionally and physically connected like we are. I guess my question is, should it matter that we are not committed to one another as girlfriends, even though we behave like it? Should I just go with the whole we're dating thing for years and years with no sign that we're <laughs> taking a step towards something real and stable? Should I take her I don't want a girlfriend thing, but I am fine exclusively I am fine to exclusively date you as a sign? I would love to get your thoughts and perspectives. Thank you so much for all that you do with gratitude. Maria. All right, Maria. <laughs> Girl. Um, okay. So her partner um, has been in two longer relationships and it seems like she's resistant to get into another one. Though it seems like she is by default monogamous because mm-hmm. she is comfortable with exclusivity having only one partner. She is, mm-hmm. you know, comfortable with doing all of the the girlfriend things, but she doesn't want to put a title on it because for some reason putting a title on it <laughs> gives her gives her more responsibilities or she's maybe feels more obligated to do things. And that is so I don't think she has a fear of commitment. I think she has a fear of failure. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Which, honestly, all relationships are going to come to an end no matter what, right? So, <laughs> death to us part, right? So, right. so, and I guess I'm speaking more to a partner and less to you, Maria. We'll get, I'm sure Red's going to hop on you in a second. But to your partner, from what you're telling us about your partner, okay, your partner sounds someone that she is very familiar and comfortable with commitment, but I think at this point in her life, she is uncomfortable with the idea of diving in again, or or the or rather the should be the, the failure. Because uh, because trust me, I've been in long relationships, and when they end, you're like all that time, mm-hmm. all that time. What has come from all that time? And what I would say to your partner is she needs to ask herself just that question. She needs to reflect on her older relationships, have a peace with it, and they are those relationships. Doesn't mean that's this relationship. And unless she reflects, not to say she hasn't, but maybe she needs to do some more reflection because then she can either, one, forgive herself or whatever the fuck she did in the relationship to fuck it up, and maybe she can mm. do something different next time around. 
or she needs to forgive the person and not see that person maybe in you or anyone else. Whatever is the thing that is holding up her shoulders, like, I don't want to do this again. You know, that fear of failure, the fear of loss of, you know, so maybe be a little understanding with that. I get it. But she still has to address it if she is truly going to move forward with some, well, with you. Yeah, right. <laughs> with you. That's what I have to say for now. Yeah, so the first thing that came up for me is, like, she's been in a relationship since she was 24, and she's 35. Wait a minute. Oh, my. Did I miss that? I'm saying, like, there's two, a six-year relationship, a four-year relationship, and now she's been with Maria for a year and a half, right? Uh, so it's good maybe what she's saying is what she feels. Like, this experience is not something that I want to have in my life right now, right? If she's been in relationships, like, this whole time, and then even, like, as you're saying, that's a fine line, right? Um, if you all are both together, you're connected, you're monogamous, um, being in a relationship is is an agreement to keep doing what you're doing. I don't really know. <laughs> like what changes when you say that, okay, we're, we're going from dating to girlfriends. Um, but that is something that for her, she's resistant to doing possibly for the the reasons that Hanifa just said, like, we don't really know, like, her her experience in this. Um, but what we do know is that she's been clear with you. Mm, come on, Auntie Red, come on. <laughs> and she's saying that, you know, I'm, I like things the way that they are. Like I'm, I'm comfortable here. I'm, I'm happy with you. I love you. I'm willing to be here, uh, dating you exclusively. And you're saying, yeah, but none of that matters unless we're girlfriends. <laughs> and in a way, by title alone, though, by title, because yeah. they are yeah. girlfriends. But she doesn't. Exactly. <laughs> but in a way, maybe that can like. Um, invalidate her boundary. It might, you know, just whatever security she feels in holding on to saying that we're not in a relationship. Um, you need to decide if that's something that you can can live with and deal with and go on and you, you all can, you know, keep rolling like you've been rolling. Or if that's something that you're like, no, I need to be with somebody who wants to be specifically my girlfriend. And if you're okay with with leaving to go to try to find that, more power to you, sis. <laughs> um, but you know that's gonna be the the draw, you know, or, or the balance in it. It is if you're willing to leave her to find someone else who you may or may not get along with as well, um, but who's willing to say you're her girlfriend. <laughs> this, is, I mean, you're bringing up a good point, and and you know, I get. I get um, Marie's, Maria, or Marie? Maria. Maria. I get Maria's, you know, that that kind of angst, like, damn, so you just can't, like, so what happens when you guys go out? How does she introduce you if you do guys don't say girlfriend or this is my partner? You know what mm -hmm. I mean? So mm -hmm. I can see how that can kind of sting a little bit. Like, okay, so we, it's almost like when you're, 
you know, dating someone who's not out almost not, I mean, yeah. it's not as bad, but <laughs> you know, where it's almost like you're rendered invisible for the rest of the world because those titles, whether we like it or not, do mean things to people. You know, they say, okay, they're a couple or they're exclusive or they have bound, they, they, they have boundaries. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. I, I want to affirm you, Maria, that I understand the importance of wanting your partner to address you as the same, <laughs> a partner, you know? Yeah. And, and for me, I think that would be an issue too. If we are doing all the things that girlfriends do, all the things that partners do, but on just a whim, we bump into some body on the street or whatever. Like, oh, what are you gonna say? Oh, this is my friend. So like, what is my roommate? Like how, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like what, what, what's the language being had here? And so your partner, again, visiting that, what that hesitancy is, it has to be done. And you have to either demand that of her, you know, or demand it or tell, or tell yourself to move on, you know, if it's really a problem or maybe, maybe like Red is kind of suggesting, maybe it's not that deep of a problem. You know, if we're just talking about titles, you know what I mean? Um, Cause you don't want to get someone that's whack, but Hey, they're going to call you. Yeah. That doesn't, mm, you know, this is kind mm. of a, it's a weird one. Cause it really, at the, well, obviously at the bottom line, it is, it, it's regardless of who's right is wrong. It, it there's a, there's a, um, uh, inconsistency. There's a, you're not compatible in a particular way, as far as how you both are seeing the world right now. Not to say that won't change, but right now, she, you like, can you please call me your girlfriend? Th listen, to, mm -hmm. listen, listen to how I sound. Look how crazy I sound. Can you, can, <laughs> can you like, call me your girlfriend? Like we kiss and do girlfriend things and go out to dinner and, and whatever. Can you please? And she's like, nah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, nah. Brad, we have a, um, a comment on uh, YouTube oh. on the live that's saying that, you know, did Maria say those words? What word? Like, has Maria expressed that she needs to have this this title for her own security? And so, uh, Coffee said, you have to say the words, mean it, and stick to it, and know that people cannot read your mind. Women leave a lot to two partners to assume. Good so, if she's saying that, that this is, yeah, that this is not what she wants and you haven't said well this is what I want then how will she know exactly. and of course we don't know if this conversation has been had because you didn't mention that in the letter but if not which, then that's which, which means that maybe it hasn't been had Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> maybe it hasn't I think that Maria if you haven't because we don't want to assume we're just kind of speculating here but maybe you need to speak up you're right. And say, listen, this is what I want. And then at that point, if she can't give it to you, then you have to make a decision. But you can't press upon her to shift and change her thing if, one, you haven't been clear with her, and two, she just ain't with it right now, you know? So she either going to mm. flip it and say, you know what, I love you enough, or not so much even, it's not even about love, but I think I'm ready to say, yes, you're my partner, or she's like, okay, well, I guess we done then. I mean... <laughs> Mm. <laughs> you know, and, and I, I'm being kind of hardcore, you know, where, but, but me and, me and Red were kind of saying it like this because it's the truth. <laughs> yeah. It's the truth. You know, um, like Coffee said, you, you can't go into it assuming or creating your own stories. And it seems like you're kind of in the middle of having created your own story and you're not listening to what your girlfriend mm -hmm. not mm. is saying to you. <laughs> yeah. 
And so that's that's going to be major because right now you have a relationship that's kind of built in, in an abstracted kind of way, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's okay for you to say that I want these things defined. Like I, I need to be clear about what's happening. And then be willing to say like, these are the things that I need and should I not have those things and this is what I'm willing to do. Like, if you say, no, I still don't want to be your girlfriend, I'm willing to stay here and be with you anyway, right? <laughs> or, <laughs> you know, whatever other option that there is that you are deciding and defining for yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's pretty, that's, yeah, that, mm-hmm, that's pretty much it. <clears throat> and I do acknowledge that a year and a half is long and lesbian. Like... <laughs> But it's not. You used to people that you, you know, they they meet and six weeks later they moved in together and they they are already down the aisle, right? <laughs> but in theory, that's not a long time. No. Right? Especially no. because you all don't live in the same state. You're not like around each other all the time. And so your lives are not really um intertwined in in that way that some people do. Um so it's okay. Like it's it's okay to take a little time and, and figure things out. I forgot about that. I forgot that long distance, honey. Um, Maria. <laughs> um, you can't see me. You can watch the YouTube, but my eyes are like, girl, this ain't gonna work. And <gasps> and I forgot about the long distance. I forgot about the long distance. I forgot about the long distance. So not only is she distance when you're together, she's distant because of long distance, you know? And I, I, so I'm just trying to understand uh, at what baseline of reality are you both living in? You know what I mean? So like, cause usually when, not usually, but when you're living um, distant from each other, I mean, honestly, one or, there's really not much nuance. One or two things um, happen. You either really fawn and miss each other and, kill a lot of gas and mileage and all of that just to see each other. Fuck the bullshit. I'm going to see you at least twice a month, nigga. <laughs> mm. Or you're going to play, well, oh, you know, we're not really girlfriend. We're not really boyfriends. Like, you can you can keep that distance. You can keep that distance, or she, rather, can keep can define the relationship how she wants to without really your input. Because one, maybe you're not giving it to her. But without your input, because you are distant. It's easy to not have to claim someone as your partner. And listen, I don't know you, girl, you know, but if this was a straight world, the, uh, the situation that we're talking about, I was like, girl, how would it sound? Now, I don't know if, if, you're, if your partner, not, <laughs> is, 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 is faithful or not, but it's one thing to be long distance and nobody watching you. All right. And it's another thing mm-hmm. to not only be long distance, but not to really want to claim the damn relationship. So that mm-hmm. helps her conscience. And I'm just going to speculate the bitch is cheating. But that just helps her conscience <laughs> when she out cheating because, you know, she ain't telling my girlfriend. We ain't say the shit. <laughs> you know? Oh, okay. So it creates that gray area. It creates the gray area, which is a perfect fertile land to you know, grow other women in her life that she may actually be calling girlfriend, <laughs> you know? Mm. So, so as we kind of put a lot of things out there based on what you told us, 
you know, but I think the main the main things are one, is she saying what she's saying? You need to listen to what she's saying, and then you go from there. Two, you, if you haven't spoken up, you need to spoke up so she understands where you stand truly and not in vague yeah. talk to be clear. And three, get somebody up. You know, uh, I, um, I, a year and a half, huh? Listen, listen. I, I cannot say anything. I know. I'm saying like. Year and a half is a lot of time. No, <laughs> it's, it's not. Situation. No, it's not. You know it. <laughs> it's not a lot of time. It's not, it's not so much time where you have to sit and ponder. Hmm. Long distance relationship. She doesn't want to call me a girlfriend. We've been, it's a lot of time because for a long distance fucking relationship. That's for damn sure. And not to be called or not for you two to come to an agreement of who you are as a couple. Or if you are a couple, that for me, I find that problematic. So that's the third thing. I think you know, you keep it moving, honestly, because I don't, I don't really see this lasting much longer. I'm sorry, I'm not just here to you know, the quail and saying y'all gonna make it, everything gonna be all right, because I don't think it is. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, you know that coming from love. I don't know. I'm still a little optimistic. Well, like, you're the optimistic co-host. I am. Because <laughs> <laughs> Because even though they're not in that place now, like they are talking about the future, like they are planning, you know, this move and they're planning like other things. And maybe like over time, she'll get there. Wait a minute. Now I'm almost, I think I'm this side of confused because so she, she is in her partner, Maria's partner. Maria's partner. All right. She, who I have schemed. Still, huh? like, even talking about moving in together because right now they live in different states. All right. So, well, maybe this is the catalyst she needs to actually call you her partner. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm having a hard time justifying all the energy she's putting into moving in together but can't put a bit of energy into just calling you her partner. You know, I mean, at the point where you're moving in is a big deal. It's not a small deal that that screams commitment. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, so I'm, you, I think I really need to have a talk. If you need to have a real talk with your partner about why she can't call, I mean, call you partner, call you boo boo, call you, you know, Mr. Shim Sham. I don't care. Whatever you guys want to <laughs> call yourself. But that that means girlfriends or whatever, figure that out, you know, but that needs to be addressed because y'all making all these freaking plans, but some like simple baseline stuff is not being met. Simple checks mm. are being checked off that really are red flags or you're coloring them in red because you haven't actually had a real conversation with your partner about this. Absolutely. So you don't know where she really stands. Yeah, that's a good point. So we suggest having this conversation, like stating what you desire, like where your boundaries are and seeing what understanding you all can come to together. Yes, darling. Yeah. Yeah. And y'all, you know, you gonna be all right. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Well, I do want to say thank you so much, Maria, for sending us your letter. Um, if you all have questions that you would like the aunties to take a shot at answering for you, go ahead and send us an email at yougayaunties at gmail.com. I want to uh, send a 
a special thank you to uh, Jessica Holter, although she wasn't able to get on the show with us today to answer the letter. That was her comment um, in the live. Oh, say <laughs> So she's watching, and hopefully uh, we can have her and her partner on the show soon. Uh, Zoom. <laughs> yes, yes, definitely. And this is couples month. So we definitely, you know, you know, we are really feeling everyone who was a couple uh, under Corona um, and how you're dealing with it. So we definitely want your Corona letters in regards to just dealing as a couple. And who was the uh, who was our guest that's coming up into the, uh, for Sunday brunch at the end of the month? Um, yes. Yeah, so coming up, we have uh, Renee, who's going to be talking to us about her experiences in um Couple love. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this is a, an exciting show I'm looking forward to. Yeah, totally, totally. So with that being said, um, oh, look, this is a, another going under again. <laughs> we still running this timing, y'all, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, we're going to wrap it the fuck up because we're happy we got letters. Could always yes. use more. But um, the other letters, I mean, unless you want to just tackle that little one, uh, the, the, the narcissist one. Ooh, that's, just, that's just funny. No, I, actually, I did have um, someone who was going to come on and, and break that down for us. Okay, okay. Uh, so a, a therapist, I believe is her title, um, who's going to help us work with that one. <laughs> okay, all right, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. We're going yeah, to yeah. save that one. Um, but um, the other letters are kind of long, so I'd rather save those for um, next week. So a uh, couple of things I do want to say. I want to thank Amanda for uh, supporting us on Patreon um, and thank yes <laughs> yes she was very very generous and we really really appreciate you Amanda one of our um, old time friends and, and long time listeners of the show so just you know Anyone, if you are so inspired, you know, you can go to patreon.com slash your gay aunties and support. Um, I want to thank those of you all who are joining us on the Auntie Tweet Tea, as well as those of you all who are going to uh, our IG page. You are clicking clicking the link for the um, uh, in the bio and you are sending us your comments in the tweet uh no, it's not tweet <laughs> in the uh speak your truth in the tweet tea. But you're uh sending us your comments and speak your truth. We really appreciate that as well. As long as uh, along with everyone who is sending comments and leaving reviews on the podcast. <laughs> All of that is much appreciated. And again, if you want to join in on any of those, you can go to our IG page, which is Your Gay Aunties, or our Twitter page, which is also Your Gay Aunties. <laughs> and very true, Your Gay Aunties. We're Your Gay Aunties everywhere. And I am so, I just want to say, I'm so living vicariously through you and your Twitter experience and Auntie Red's tweet tea. You it's know. Okay. I know. I'm so glad you're having fun, you know, because when I when our intern Latoria was like, y'all need to get on Twitter. He's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and two is because like, I don't know how to engage it. And so we are just so thankful for our interns who keep aunties in the loop. <laughs> of what's going on, uh, especially in teaching me how to tweet. 
yes, yes, yes. And we do, we do appreciate you guys just hopping all over social media, wherever we are, and just supporting us and just being a part of our community, basically. Yeah. And with that being said, <laughs> we put another one in the can, y'all. We're making it, taking it episode by episode. Nah, man. Absolutely. <laughs> I am Hanifa Walid, y'all. And I am Red Summer. And we are the gay artists. Bye, baby. Thank <laughs> you.